Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show, coming to you on this Saturday, May the 21st, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Now, if this episode sounds a little bit different, it's because I am recording it in a hotel room in Hawaii right now on our wireless mics. These are actually the mics that I use for our fitness videos. Uh, I was not able to bring my entire podcast setup for obvious reasons. It doesn't fit in my suitcase and it just, it's not, it's not worth the hassle. But I did want to get you guys this episode out because I do think it is important and it can help you and I didn't want to wait, you know, almost two full weeks to drop it on you. So Heather is right now somewhere out either in the ocean or on the beach. I'm actually staring at the water right from where I'm sitting and she's probably like, where the hell is this dude? But uh, I'm a little bit crazy, but again, I wanted to get you guys this today and hopefully it sounds decent. If you hear uh, a housekeeper come in or somebody banging on stuff, just know it's uh, I'm in a little different environment than our uh, our warehouse studio that I'm typically coming to you from. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. But we're going to talk about today, if I had 20 or more pounds to lose and I had to make a total body transformation. That's what we're digging into. Now, you might have 30, 40, 50 pounds to lose, but if I had at least 20 pounds of unwanted weight that was making me unhealthy, uh, sluggish, less athletic, causing problems for my joints, you know, the weight that affects not just the vanity part of it, obviously how we look, you know, matters to us, but how we're moving and how we're feeling. And if you're carrying that around, maybe it's in the midsection, maybe it's all over the body, these are the steps I would take, I'm going to go through them rather quickly, that I would integrate if I was you. I'm going to go through steps one through five, we'll blast through them. If you guys start adding these into your life, I promise you it can change everything. You just have to stay consistent with the steps and you have to integrate all of them if you want to get rid of that unwanted weight in the healthiest, most efficient, quickest way possible. So before I kick into that, one, uh, thank you guys who, who have downloaded the app. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you guys in there. It's very humbling. I appreciate it. I have put a ton of time into it. It's still taking up a lot of my time. I'm in there every single day. I answer every single question in the messages. I've been sharing a lot of the reviews on Instagram stories and in my highlight tab on Instagram. Uh, you guys have been great. The feedback has been awesome. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, you can join for a dollar. You literally can start today for one buck. Uh, in the inflation, crazy economical world we're in, that's a pretty smoking deal these days. The site is jeremyscottfitness.app or jeremyscottfitness.app for you guys. You can check it out, scroll through it. After that, if you want to join monthly or pay for the whole year, it's dirt cheap. You're talking probably, I don't know. 30 cents a day, give or take. Some of the stuff, probably even less than 30 cents a day. And again, there's full programs in there. You can follow my weekly workouts are in there every single week for 52 weeks. So what I'm doing week by week, you can follow along with me if you're a crazy person. Otherwise, you can do more of the Metcon stuff. You can do the dumbbell at-home workouts, the 10 weeks to rip programs in there. We have a bunch of other stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, upper body tabs, lower body tabs, nutrition tabs, mindset, uh, mobility, and there's a lot of other stuff that is packed in there as well. So again, for the price, you're not going to find anything better. And if you guys know me, I'm a psychopath. I get obsessed with stuff. And I think it's a really great way for you to have something to always do. You'll never be bored. And you're going to have something you can follow. That's going to get you results and make you better as time goes on. So if you want to check it out, jeremyscottfitness.app. Enter for a buck. And if you guys have questions, obviously just hit me up. Uh, I'm happy to answer. And the more feedback you send me the more content you're going to see 
that you want. I'm going to give you obviously, you know, what you need inside of there, but also what you want because this thing exists for all of you guys because the demand was so great. So we can give you something to do every single day and you never have to head into the gym without a plan. So if you know how to use any social media apps at all or even scroll on Google, you can use this app with the greatest of ease and I explain everything step by step in detail. So any questions just ask. Otherwise, thank you guys who are already in there. Uh, there's a lot of you and I appreciate it and I'm looking forward to just kicking ass with you guys in there all day, every day. And then the only ad I'm going to do today real quick, just my friends at Athletic Greens. You guys already know it's the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. The website is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Now, obviously I'm traveling and is eating right impossible? No. Is it hard to do? For sure. Uh, veggies is probably the toughest thing. In Hawaii, if you like pineapple, man, I don't know what they put into it, but man, it is, it's highly addicting. So the fruit stuff, I'm pretty much covered. Uh, I had some veggies on Thursday night, and I had some yesterday too, but nowhere near the five or six servings that's kind of recommended. So I do throw athletic greens in there to kind of cover the gaps in my nutrition. Now, I guess I could eat six servings of asparagus on vacation every day, but that's really tough to do. I don't have like a stove here or a grill, and so I'd have to go to a restaurant and just order as much asparagus as possible, and that just, you just look like a weirdo. So I'm doing the best I can when I do eat, but I do take the Athletic Greens to kind of help what I am missing. So if you guys want to check it out, I'm happy to send you a free sample pack right to your front door. I don't care where you live. Shoot us a message on the contact page, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on the app if you're in there, and I'm happy to get you a pack right to your front door. You can try it. It's the best tasting greens on the planet, and the cool thing is, is it has digestive enzymes, it has probiotics in there, and it's the antioxidant equivalent to like 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. So if you're taking 14 different pills, you can sub them out, take this, and you're good to go. It's the, really the only supplement I travel with right now. Uh, obviously, I took some chia seeds too for fiber because obviously we all got to poop and nobody wants to be a, a constipated you know, dump monster on vacation. So those are probably the two big things. Everything else is just real food. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to try Athletic Greens, hit me up. I'll send you a pack. Otherwise, pick them up today. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get the greens and a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. And now all the other sponsors are in the show notes here. If you guys want to check it out, my friends at JLab, uh, Dry Farm Wines, Beam, Sleep Sold Separately, and our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, which we're doing a special promo for them, I think in June. So stand the lookout for that. But for now, we're talking about knowing what I know now, what would I do if I had to start over and make a total body transformation and lose at least 20 pounds and keep or even gain some muscle if you're at like that kind of novice beginner level. But for most of you guys, it's just obviously dropping uh, body weight and body fat and keeping the muscle that you have. And this is exactly what I would do step by step. Now, full disclaimer, my homie Travis Merritt sent me over this original piece. I've known Travis for a very long time. Him and I were in mastermind groups together. I believe he is out in Rowlett, Texas right now. He runs a great small group training facility. Um, He's one of the best to do it, and he has a good newsletter. If you guys ever want to check it out, I'm happy to shoot it your way. But he sent this over. I hit him back and said, hey, I'm going to use this because I definitely like what you're saying here, and I'm going to chop it and serve it a little bit different, obviously, in my own way because we come from kind of the same school of fitness and the same thought, you know, responsible uh, coaching for all people. Um, and obviously, inside of that, we have our own 
idiosyncrasies and some things that I like to do in terms of fitness and nutrition that are slightly different from him. But at the end of the day, we're just talking about training properly, moving your body around, eating real food, and uh, making good choices, both physically and mentally. And that's what I'm going to start with. So if you're listening and you have 20 pounds to lose, maybe 30 pounds to lose, 40 pounds to lose, and up and up and up, this is what I would suggest to start your transformation. And I would suggest doing all of these things in some way, shape, or form weekly, but consistently doing them. That's the big thing. A lot of people want to hit the home run, you know, in the first inning, and that's great. But if you can just hit a single three times instead of hitting a home run and then striking out a bunch of times, I think over time that's going to be better. You know, it's much harder to be the, you know, the Ted Williams of the world that, you know, batting, you know, 400 than the guy who just dings 30 home runs one season. To me, it's the consistency of doing things over time. Yeah, the lottery ticket stuff and the home runs are great, and I'm not going to say, for me, if we're talking business, when I get a monster payday from like a company or a program or something that's super cool, but those are few and far between even for me. Most of the time, the things that I've done have been these small accumulations, and that's what's added up. And it takes patience, it takes persistence, and it takes a level of dedication that a lot of people aren't willing to put in. But if you just do these little things... Each day and each week, you guys are going to be super successful. And as you're moving through your transformation, you're changing so much more than you know, not just the physical body, not just the mental aspect of it, but you're you're gaining this level of discipline and confidence because you're selling yourself on why you're doing something and you're not giving into kind of the heat of the moment, if that makes sense, where... You know, it's like when you're 16 and you're hooking up with your girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, and you're just like, you know, how do I say this in the the safest way possible? You're willing to risk it all sometimes, right? You're willing to just run up in there, you know, like three blind mice, no questions asked, and just, you know, cross your fingers and hope for the best, which that's not a... That's not a smart scenario when you're hooking up, you know, sexually with people. It's the same way I think about going to the grocery store. It's like you go up in there and you're willing to kind of risk it all. And like, well, I don't really have a plan and I'll just grab some cheesecake and Oreos and, you know, three bottles of wine and and hope for the best. I'm like, well, I can promise you the odds of you being successful doing that drop down drastically. You have to stop giving into the heat of the moment when you're at the grocery store. You start selling yourself on why you don't need the wine today. Well, you don't need the cheesecake today. And when you're a teenager and your hormones are running rampant, you tend to lose a lot of those decisions. But as you get older, hopefully you start to make better decisions. It's the same thing with the eating. It's the same thing with the training. Everything to me mirrors fitness in some way or another. At least that's how my you know, crazy psychopath brain connects to it. So with all that nonsense said, the first thing I would do, number one, if I had to lose at least 20 pounds and I wanted to keep some of my muscle or keep my muscle and lose mostly the trash weight and make a true total body transformation is I would immediately start doing some form of metabolic strength training three to four times a week with an alternating pattern, whether it be an upper body, lower body, or three kind of total body workouts is probably the best way to squeeze it. Now, some days can be more upper than lower and vice versa, but overall you're doing upper lower splits or you're doing total body sessions three times a week. You don't got to make it super complex if it's probably five, six exercises per workout. And for you guys who are beginning, if you're starting with maybe two sets, anywhere from eight to 20 reps, I think that's fine. 
So again, recap right off the bat. If I'm you, I'm showing up to the gym, or if you're training at home, it's fine, but I'm doing three dedicated workouts per week minimum. Weight, metabolic, upper, lower, total body workouts, six exercises, at least two sets of each, anywhere from eight to 20 reps. That's it. What I would also do if you can is write down the numbers and strive to find ways to do a little bit more than you did the last time. Either doing more weight, more sets, more reps, or really focusing on some time under tension stuff. Or if you're doing regress levels, like push-ups from a box or a bench, maybe it's push-ups from a floor. You know, if you're doing uh, split squats and you can't do elevated Bulgarian and you're going from the floor, maybe you elevate the back leg. If you're using a box or a band for stability, maybe you get rid of that at some point. That's what I talk about when I mean looking for a way to track the progress in the numbers. And if you don't have access to a lot of those things and you're not willing to do it, just get a coach. Follow a program, follow an app, plug it in, and just little incremental stuff. Even if the the weights don't change a ton, which I think they're going to, and the rep schemes don't change a ton, what you're going to notice is the amount of body control you have within those reps. They're so much more fluid. You feel stronger. You have a stronger starting and ending position. You're not as unstable. That's another great way to kind of track progress. So again, that's the first thing I would do. Three to four workouts a week. If they're total body, great. If you want to go upper lower splits, great. Handful of exercises in between. It could be as minimal as three. A lot of you guys, probably four, five, six is a good way to kind of sprinkle things in. No more than that. At least two sets, anywhere from eight to 20 reps, I think is fine. And again, we can talk, you know, specifics of hypertrophy. I think if you look at the research now, it's anywhere from, you know, it could be from five to probably 50 reps, I think. Uh, and depending on how close those reps are to failure. Now, obviously, 45 reps of something is a little ridiculous. I do that stuff sometimes. Uh, and then five reps seems to be a little bit heavy. So for most of you, again, anywhere in that kind of 8 to 20 range, depending on what level you're at, I think is going to be okay. The second thing I would do is I would do some form of activity outside the gym. Now, this is the low-hanging fruit that people tend to ignore and not really think about. Walking. Hiking. Mobility. You should be doing mobility every day, every single day. Even a minute is, is fine with me is if that's where you're starting. But anywhere from one minute to 10 minutes a day, I think is ideal. Uh, not to talk about the app here, but one thing we did do in the app and I'm going to continue to do is keep sharing all the mobility stuff I go through. Upper body, lower body, anytime flows, full flows, band assisted. There's so many things you can do with that because I, I harp on it because it's important and I want you guys to do it. I mean, I really do. Uh, do I like mobility? I do now. I feel great. I was just in the hotel gym. I crushed a workout. I was the only person in there other than Heather that I saw doing any form of mobility whatsoever. Also the only people who picked up a foam roller and used it, which again, I'm not judging, whatever. I don't know their program they're on. I don't know what they're doing, but a lot of people just walking in, some people in flip-flops and just heading to the dumbbell rack. And that's fine. Maybe they did mobility in their hotel room. Um, Intuition tells me that that's probably not the case, but you know it's, it's irrelevant. My point is, is that I do think mobility matters, and I used to hate to do it. I was tight, I was bound up, it was painful, I didn't like it, and it still it still is that way sometimes for me. But I crave it now, 
and I always feel better once I get through a flow. I start kind of sweating. I can feel, you know, the hamstrings loosen up. I can feel my T-spine open. I just, I feel like I can kick the shit out of the world when I feel mobile. I feel strong. I can get into all positions and postures. I feel that, uh, you know, not only is my range of motion obviously better, but my risk of injury, especially like non-contact injury, has probably been cut down drastically just by doing mobility and rolling. So I would do some activity every day. Mobility, be number one. Walking, pick a step number. I don't care if it's 3,000 steps or 20,000 steps or somewhere in between, but you guys need to be doing that. If you like hiking, go hiking. If you like riding a bike or paddle boarding or playing pickleball, do some of that stuff. Or just really lightweight, you know, bodyweight stuff. Uh, 20 bodyweight squats, 15 push-ups, 30 jumping jacks. Really simple. And if you're tracking heart rate, it can be, you know, 60 to 70%, you know, for 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. If you got an hour, do an hour. Just go walking. Whatever it can be, I think it's great. And yes, a day would be ideal. I mean it. If you really want to get it done, you have to put in the time and you have to get it done now. And I know everybody's situation is different. I know with kids and career and uh, weather permitting, it's tough. But you should be able to walk for 30 minutes a day somewhere uninterrupted. Or at least, fit, and it doesn't got to be all at once. If you can't, you know, steal five, 10 minute gaps, get up 30 minutes earlier, go to bed 30 minutes later, whatever it has to be. But I promise you guys, if you do that consistently, it pays huge dividends. Like, obviously, this is not you know, a scenario I can talk about every day. We're obviously in Hawaii and we're staying right by the ocean. And literally Heather's like, oh, you want to go for a walk this morning? And I'm like, well, I need to work out. I got a bunch of shit to do, but fuck it. Yes, I'm in Hawaii. Don't be an idiot. And you don't get to walk by the ocean in Scottsdale, Arizona. As amazing as it is, not a lot of oceans uh, in the middle of the valley there. So we go for a walk. And by the time we're done and get back to the hotel and get ready for my workout, I've already taken 11,000 steps. Now, how, how crazy is that? And all I did was what? Take a beautiful walk along the ocean? Now, obviously, that's a different scenario than a lot of people are sitting in, but I promise you where you live, there's probably some cool spots. You probably have a lake. You probably have a dog park. If you have a dog, problem solved. If you have a hiking trail, anywhere that you can just, honestly, if you're somebody who just likes to escape and be in nature, great choice. Or put some AirPods in and walk around your city if you need to, or even your backyard and walk around in circles. It doesn't matter. I do a lot of phone calls on my feet walking. These are things you should do every day. I promise you guys, if you can get in some walking and mobility and any other activity you love, at least 20 minutes, ideally it could be like an hour, it's gonna be a huge game changer for you. So if you couldn't squeeze a workout in, but you could go walking for 45 minutes, that is great. And again, Every day is not going to be a PR day. Every day is not going to be your best workout. You're not going to do a, one of our Sunday events, Metcons, every day and melt your face off. But you can walk for 10, 15, 20 minutes every single day. You can do five minutes of mobility every single day. If you really give a shit about your body and how it moves and how it feels and how you want it to look, you will dedicate at least 20 to 30 minutes each day to some type of physical activity. That is a 2% investment in your day. I don't want to get off on a tangent here, and this is what happens because I get all riled up. You're giving your job, your life at times. I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't try at your job. We live in an economical world. Obviously, we all have to make money, and I don't know where you stand in all these things. However, a lot of people come to us 
who have spent the majority of their life working for a company that would replace them in 10 fucking seconds if they died. They would be erased. Their accounts or their programs or their responsibilities would be handed off to somebody else. They'd send out an email saying, oh, so-and-so died, and the show would keep rolling. It's a machine. I'm not going to knock it. That's corporate America. That's how companies run. Knowing that, why would you give away your life to a company that doesn't care if you dropped dead? Again, I'm not saying don't try. I'm not saying don't give it your best when you're there. But when your work is done, it's done. You owe this to yourself. It's a 2% investment of your day to be active for 30 minutes. It's a 4% investment of your day to be active for an hour. That's it. And there's nothing you're going to do that's going to give you a bigger ROI and make you look better, move better, and feel better. And there's a mental clarity that happens when you start to own your own fitness. There really is. So I urge you guys, if you really give a shit, this will be the time to start doing it. And it's as simple as just making sure you walk for 30 to 60 minutes each and every day you are on this earth. <sighs> Sorry, I get a little salty there. Number three, uh, I would track my food in some way, shape, or form uh, when you begin. Uh, the biggest thing, again, uh, I say this all the time. BJ Gador says it all the time. Real food, you guys. Protein, produce, water, just wash, rinse, repeat. Do that every day, whether it's two, three, four meals, whatever you eat. Do that consistently, you're going to be okay. You can have your treats and be on vacation and do uh, you know, what you have to do. Side note, again, I, I mentioned this. Being on vacation, it, it's not impossible to eat right. It is not impossible. Is it harder? Yes, it is. But it's still very possible to eat well. Uh, we are here, and I'm probably a 10-minute walk to like their version of Whole Foods here. It's not quite the same, but it's, it's close in terms of a lot of things they offer. And people will send me messages, well, I travel so much, I can never eat right. I'm like, we went there this last night and this morning, stopped there, as we went on a walk to grab coffee and then took our 11,000 steps. I got some hard-boiled eggs, uh, pineapple, uh, there's mangoes here, there's bananas, there's some granola, and I have athletic greens and water. How hard was that? No, I could have went there and got the chocolate macadamia nuts and croissants and whatever other bullshit they have up in there. And I might try some of that stuff as the week goes on, but why would I have to do that today? Why would I have had to do that last night? I couldn't just grab like the ahi pokey and eat like fresh fish since I'm basically, you know, 10 feet from the ocean. Again, understand certain circumstances are different, but if you really care and you're diligent, you will find a way. You just will. It's like anything else you look at in your life. If you really give a shit about something, you are going to turn over every rock. You're going to exhaust every resource to try to make it happen. Are you always going to win the battles and the decisions? No. But if you can do it consistently more often than that, you guys will be successful. Does it happen overnight? No, it doesn't. When I used to travel 10 years ago, did I eat this way? No. I would eat really well all the time. I'd go on vacation. I'd eat like a fuckface. And I'd feel like a constipated, bloated, diarrhea-filled you know, bag of shit. Didn't make the vacation as fun. I'd come back and feel like I had a detox. I don't do that anymore. And I'm not saying you have to be as crazy as me. But why do you want to feel like garbage a, on your vacation, and why do you want to have to come back to your normal life, which is probably going to be full of stress and it's busier and all the things you didn't get to do, obviously, when you're on vacation, and walk into that and then try to start eating right then. So my point is pick your spots, 
eat and drink the things that are worth it for you, but you can make good decisions most of the day, even if you want to enjoy yourself and indulge, which I believe you should, because that's life and, you know, we're living. So back to my point, I track my food, protein, produce, water, wash, rinse, repeat each day, every day. If you're looking at protein, leaner cuts are probably ideal. If you like steaks like I do, that's fine too. Just make sure it kind of fits in your macros. Protein for most of you guys, probably 35 to 40% of your total calorie intake is probably protein. Um, I split everything else up between healthy fats and uh, what my man Travis likes to call nature-made carbohydrates, the things that uh, you know grow naturally, not, the, uh, not Doritos and not uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. Things like oatmeal, rice, fruits, vegetables. And like I say a lot of times, if it runs, it flies, it swims, it grows from the earth, you should eat it. If not, just pick your spots and, and make sure those bagged and boxed and, and processed things and alcohol are really worth it and you, you truly enjoy it and you've kind of uh, you know earned it or it fits into your kind of healthy, balanced lifestyle. I would measure myself no more than once a week. A lot of you guys, maybe every two weeks on the scale and uh, you can do the tape measurements too. Uh, weekly, if you're really kind of neurotic about it, but I wouldn't do any more than once per week. I think that that's more than enough for a lot of you guys. And taking a picture is a great way to, to measure the progress too. I do like photos maybe more than anything. Just do daily photos if you can, like a selfie in the mirror. And then when you look back from day one to day like 27, you're going to notice a big change. Maybe not, you know, right off the bat, but when you start to kind of dig in and look at, you know, yourself from the front or the side or the back, you're going to see the changes. And if you're going through that process and after two weeks you saw that you weren't losing any weight um, and nothing was happening, you didn't look any different, I would, one, really look at how much you know daily activity I have. Two, look at how my training intensity is and how effective it is. And then three, really understanding is there things in my diet that maybe I'm not tracking properly. And it's usually not things like asparagus and, and, and carrots because no one ever came into my office and said, you know, Jeremy, I gained you know, 30 pounds because all the, the sugar in those carrots. It's never happened. It's usually the wine or the cold stone or something. The, 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 the obvious outlier is usually there. But if it's not, nut butters, nuts, oils, and then the bars and the processed things are typically what is probably weighing you down and you might be under-reporting those numbers. Because, again, oftentimes we overestimate how hard we work with these calorie count watches and, and how many, you know, calories I burned in my workout, I was in the red zone or whatever bullshit they want to spit to you. But we underestimate how much food we eat. And that's where the disconnect is. We overestimate how hard we work and how active we are when we underestimate how much food's going in our body. So again, if nothing was changing, I would look at those things. And then I probably would increase my walks by 10 minutes a day. So this would be in addition to like maybe the hour you're already doing. But if you can add in 10 minutes each day over the course of a week, that's an extra hour plus of activity you weren't doing before. How crazy is that? Again, it's not the home run, you guys. It's the consistent daily efforts added up over time. And then over the course of a month, that's four or five extra hours of activity you weren't doing. Those things are game changers. And if that wasn't working, you could you know, decrease the calories by maybe 25%, give or take, 
But again, I don't want to take away stuff. I'd rather give you more stuff than anything if you have the time to be active. But if not, you could do a slight calorie decrease of maybe 25% once you have your macros kind of in place. And again, I'm not trying to waste time here. I want this to be super effective for you guys. And so I would do that process until I was dropping probably a half a pound to a pound a week uh, at least. I think that's a good, safe, effective way. Some of you guys are a little bit bigger. If you're losing 1.5 to 2 pounds per week, obviously that's an option as well. But for most of you, if I wasn't dropping a half a pound to a pound a week, those are the things I would look at. Adding 10 minutes extra of activity, and then if that doesn't work, you could do a slight decrease of the calories. But for most of you, that should be right on track as long as everything is adding up in terms of the food coming in and the activity that we're doing. Number four, you got to sleep. I would be in bed for, I mean, legit restorative quality sleep, probably at least six to seven, eight hours is ideal. I know everybody's got a different, uh, you know, lifestyle situation, but six minimum restorative. If you can get seven, I think that's, that's a great spot. And if you can do eight, even better. If you don't sleep the whole time, it's tough, man. It's um, it's hard if your body is getting broken crap sleep. But if you can get close to six, seven, eight, I think it's ideal. I think your body's going to benefit if you can just be laying there and relax and kind of turn your mind off and have kind of that, you know, active recovery even if you're in a dark, cold room. Because um, if you don't sleep enough... Your body can't recover, your cravings are off the charts, and the, the later most people are up, they tend to make poor decisions. Their inhibitions uh, get the best of them, if you will. I know if I'm up at midnight, you know, nothing good in my life is probably going to happen, especially at this point, and I don't know if it ever honestly did. Uh, so for me, I try to get to sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time, Make sure my body's recovering enough, and I know if I don't sleep well, everything kind of feels off, especially the things that I crave and I want to eat and drink. And So if you can kind of start to understand that and just kind of audit as you go through and see when I'm sleeping worse, how is my recovery? When I'm sleeping worse, how are my cravings? And try to get on some semblance of a set schedule, uh, depending on what you need, if it's like a, a chamomile tea, if you guys want to try the Beam uh, CBD Dream Sleep Supplement we have, I'm happy to send you some. If you guys are doing uh, edibles, whatever your thing is that you need to sleep, things that are not uh, habit-forming, things that don't uh, make you feel groggy. I don't like the uh, hardcore prescription stuff. Personally, I'm not a fan of that. If it helps you and you think it does, uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to judge. But I like the natural things to help you sleep, whether it's uh, like the magnesium, if it's the melatonins, which both are in the bean products, obviously, or whatever your thing is. Just find a routine that helps you get to sleep and more importantly stay asleep and get the recovery sleep your body needs so you can avoid the you know grogginess, lack of recovery, food craving, you know, monster that comes out when your body doesn't get the sleep that it needs. And number 5. What might surprise you is I would stay busy. And I think this is an all-time thing, but especially as you're starting this out and when I say busy, not just mentally, but busy physically, staying active for me keeps me from eating uh, out of boredom for sure. And uh, even emotions, and I've shared this before, I've been guilty of it. 
uh, I don't, obviously I don't get bored uh, really ever now because I have so much shit going on. As I get older, I think that might happen uh, as I kind of phase some things out of my life and, and kind of shift into a different uh, gear. But when I say emotional eating, if I'm super, super stressed and super, super like anxious or something, I don't eat shit. Uh, I, I go the opposite. I do nothing because I feel so, um, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but I just don't feel good. Uh, if I have a, like a moderate amount of stress and anxiety, then I can, I can default to the, uh, emotional eating, especially if, if things kind of slow down and I can think about it. I'm like, well, fuck it. Um, I'll have a burger and fries and that'll make me feel better. And in the moment it does, but then afterwards I'm like, wow, what an asshole I was. I didn't really need to do that right then. And you kind of have that eater's remorse, which again, admittedly for me, it doesn't happen a ton these days, but it has happened in the past. And so I'm just being transparent with you guys there. So if you find that you guys are, you know, eating out of emotion or eating out of boredom, you got to stay busy. As they say, idle hands are the devil's playground, right? So if you can clean the house, if you can cook, if you can do yard work, walk your dog, play with your kids, pick up a new hobby, shit. In the crazy world today, pick up a second job, help you pay for some gas and the crazy things that are going on. Um, but all jokes aside, anything that keeps you busy... So you're not tempted to eat food and just sit on your ass and have drinks. Uh, I know it seems like overly simplistic, but it's true. And I think for a lot of people, the days that you're the busiest, you probably tend to eat the best. Like if Monday's your busiest day, you're probably not sitting around by the pool having drinks, eating, you know, chips and guac and, you know, munching on your kids' chicken fingers. At least I hope you're not on a Monday. If you are, I'll pray for you because it's going to be, it's going to be a rough go. Uh, my point is that when you're your busiest and you're most focused and you have a routine and a schedule to follow, you probably tend to do your best. Again, when you're on a place like a vacation or when things are a little bit laxed or you're traveling and you're outside of your routine and you're not as busy and you have time to just sit there. Like if you're on an airplane or you're at the airport and you see the amount of people just crushing drinks and eating food for no reason other than they're just bored out of their mind. They're not starving. They didn't hike to the airport. They picked up an Uber. They got a cab. And then they stood in line and then sat on their ass and then thought they had to eat a pizza and drink two beers. And I'm not judging. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I go, however, I don't think that's really nourishment. And I don't think your body really needs that right in that moment. Like, what do I need to eat a whole pizza for before I sit in an airplane for the next five hours? How much energy does it take for me to sit on my ass and watch a movie or type on my computer? Not a lot. So I think if you can stay busy mentally and physically, it's going to be key. If you can default to some social activities that are not just revolving around food and drink, which I know is ridiculously hard, but if it can be physical activities with your friends, that can be a game changer. And so with those strategies, I feel you could lose 20 pounds of fat in anywhere from, you know, 10 to 10 to 20 weeks. Some of you guys, maybe a little bit more if you want to go slower, and that's fine too. Even if it took you, shit, if you lost 20 pounds of legit fat and it took you 40 weeks, but you did it in this very healthy, happy, balanced way, that's super successful. Some of you guys were hyper-aggressive and you got more weight to lose, you could do 20 pounds in probably 8 weeks or, or 10 weeks or something. But most of you guys, if it's 10 to, like 10 to 40 weeks, I think that's fine. If, if 40 seems long, like Jeremy, it's almost a year. Yeah, but if in almost a year you dropped 20 pounds, 25 pounds of shit weight and you didn't have to change your entire being 
of being alive. Like you didn't have to change everything you ate and everything you drank and you didn't work out for five hours a day. All you did was the, the simple things I suggested above. That's pretty badass. But if you're diligent, honestly, most of you guys, you're probably looking at 10 to 20 weeks max and all this is going to happen. If you did everything I listed above, easily 10 to 20 weeks at the most. Some of you guys probably eight weeks, honestly. Now, as a side note, I'll stress the part that this is what I would do um, if I were weighing, let's say, 230 to 240 pounds and I'm six foot two. Now, obviously, things are going to be adjusted for your circumstances, if you're male, female, uh, whatever it may be. So if you're, you know, say, I'm Jeremy, I'm a female and I'm 150 pounds and I want to be at 130. It, it'll be, the time frame is going to be obviously slightly different because I'm much bigger and much heavier and I'm a dude versus being a female. But again, all these steps are going to work. The time frames might change slightly. But if this was me and I'm at, you know, I'm Jeremy as you know it today, but I'm 230 to 240 pounds and I'm six foot two, this is what I would do. Again, it's the same thing I'd recommend for you. The time frames of loss might just be a little bit different for each of us. And again, genetics, age, if you're a 56-year-old woman versus a 24-year-old male, obviously there's a difference there. But that's it. Um, this is not crazy. This is not insane information. These aren't things that people probably don't know, but it's just actually consistently putting them into play day after day. No complex meal plans, no super complex workouts, just moving your body around, tracking your food, eating real food, trying to be a little bit better in the gym than you were the day or the week before, staying busy, following a consistent three or four by 52 plan of working out 30 dedicated minutes three to four times a week, picking up some weights, doing some metabolic training, maybe riding an assault bike, pushing a sled, doing some lunges, sweating, moving around, and filling your body with good food, getting quality sleep, it can change everything. The only other thing I would add here that I thought was awesome that Travis threw in was I would unfollow all the social media accounts that didn't benefit your life. I'm going to repeat that one because I think it's super important. I would unfollow all the social media accounts that didn't benefit your life unfollow anything that stirs the pot of drama, anything where you feel you're comparing yourself or your progress to, get rid of that shit. Comparison, as we say, is the thief of joy. It's a complete mind fuck, and you don't need that stuff in your life. You really don't. This is your journey, and it's yours alone. You can have a great support team around you, you can have friends and family. You can be in the community, like ours at Jeremy Scott Fitness. You can do our programs. You can be on the app with us and all the awesome people in there. We're happy to help you, but you're not comparing to them. Rising tides raises all ships, as they say, or the one I tell BJ Godura all the time when he messages me, you know, iron sharpens iron. Um, I wouldn't be me without him and vice versa. Same thing with all of our fitness friends. We don't compare. I don't compare my body to his. He doesn't compare his to me. I don't compare my business. I don't compare anything. This is my race and I'm running it alone. I got teammates helping me, but I'm in it. I don't compare. And the beautiful thing, again, how how do I say this right? The beautiful thing about social media is that I can talk shit about it all day because I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't love it for a lot of reasons, but one, it's changed my life in a way that I'll, I can never 
I'll never go back to being who I was before it. And I don't mean like I'm a different person, but the amount of reach and people we talk to and, and financially the things that it's done for me, I have to be grateful for it because I've met a lot of you guys. A lot of you have stopped by the gym. You've come in to meet us. You've done our programs. You're with us inside the app. And I thank you for that. And I'm very humbled by it. And without all these platforms, I would not be able to do it. So I have to be super thankful for it and grateful because I would it would be a lot different without it. And I'm not you know going to say it wouldn't be. However, you can get into a real bad place mentally. Um, you can get real sad. You can get real depressed. You can feel inadequate about yourself. You can really go to some dark places based on what you're looking at and what you're viewing and what you're consuming. And that's how I, I think about it. You know, we are what we consume at every level. It's why I don't watch the news and, and follow a lot of the political shit and other stuff. And, and that's why I don't watch the shows like the financial shows like, who is it, Jim Cramer? Like every day he's like having a fucking meltdown. Like, oh, the world's going to collapse every day. I'm like, bro, you've been saying that for 25 years. Like, you know, you can only cry wolf so many times, right? Like, that's why I don't follow that shit. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox. I don't, I'm not into that. Like, I don't believe they're sharing things that are going to make me feel good. Now, I'm not, you know, ignorant and oblivious to the truth of, of what's going on. I go, but there's a lot of things out there you can get the truth from. There's a lot of things out there that you can watch that's going to give you positive quality information that's going to kick it to you real, but not fill your life with anxiety and shit. And a lot of people are on social media watching people, following people, looking at them, envying their life, and it's making them feel bad. And fitness is probably one of the worst ones because you look at somebody and like, oh, I want to I want to do, if it's me, I want to look like Jeremy looks. I want to do what he does. I promise you, you do not. Like, you do not want to be me. You do not want to do everything that I do. You want no part of this. You want to do what's best for you in your life. You maybe want to eat as healthy as me. That might be, that might be one of them. Uh, you may want to be as active and like love fitness as much for sure. But everything else, no. Because we're different. We're different personality types. We're different people. Hopefully when you guys listen to our stuff and you watch our stuff, it lifts you up and it makes you feel good. But if there's other people in fitness you're looking at and it's not making you feel good and you have other friends and it's not making you feel good, get off of it. Because the cool thing about social media is the algorithm works where it feeds you what you want. And what I mean is it feeds you what you click and what you watch. And I was talking to the man, uh, I think Dennis, the other day. Him and I were just shooting the shit after our Sunday Metcon. And I showed him my social media. Because I think a lot of people would be surprised at what it looks like. If you go to like your Instagram, like the suggested kind of feed, I think a lot of people would think it's fitness. And there's like some of my fitness friends in there, I guess. But it's not like I'm watching, no offense, I love Alexia. I'm not watching what Alexia does for fucking workouts every week. Like I just, I love her, um, but I'm not going to watch her workouts every day. I don't, I don't need to. I, I, I need to watch more fitness like I need a hole in my head, right? It's the same thing. Like I don't watch Hannah Eden's workouts all the time. I love what they do and I like it when I see it, but that's not what I search for. Most of my suggested feed is uh, like trucks, um, UFC, like fighting, and... Uh, puppies and like mini horses and baby cows. I, I shit you not. Most of my suggested feed on Instagram is like trucks. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. That's I'm a Midwest type of dude. Uh, I love the UFC. There'll be some NBA stuff sprinkled in there, but the rest is mostly puppies uh, and mini horses and like baby cows and like baby goats. That's like 
And why, well, Jeremy, why would you follow baby goats and puppies? Because uh, they make me feel good. Like, who doesn't love a baby goat? It's like the coolest thing ever. Like, who doesn't want a mini horse? Like, I think it seems like something I should get one of these days. And who doesn't love puppies? They make you feel great. And my point is, is that this has nothing to do with your transformation, but it has everything to do with your transformation. If you're following things that are stressing you out, that are giving you anxiety, that are filling your life with drama, that are making you compare yourself and your progress and where you're at on your journey, if it's mind-fucking you to not be motivated, to not be inspired, to not feel good, to not keep trying, why are you doing it? Because fitness, you guys, is all the pillars. It's physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. It's not just one thing. It's not just what we eat. It's not just how we move. It's everything we fill our mind and body with. And if you can start following and listening to and watching the right things, it can eliminate a lot of those external stresses that don't need to be in your life. And I promise you, you'll sleep better, you'll recover better, you'll have better workouts, and you'll feel better about the progress you're making and the work you're putting in. It's a bonus tip, but it's probably the most important tip of any of these things. Just because I know how it can get, man. I live on these platforms a lot. I post in the ghost. If you ever notice, I post, I run away for like five hours, I come back and I answer messages. And that's the only way that I can even remotely continue to do this. Because if I didn't do it that way and I got down all the rabbit holes, I could go to a bad place mentally too. And I don't want any of you guys to be there because you're all doing great. You're all trying hard. And if you're putting in the work, that's all you can do is do the best you can all day, every day for yourself. And it's not about what anybody else is doing. It's just about what you're doing. So follow these five, well, actually six tips. I think you guys can make an overall great transformation. You can lose 20 pounds and much, much more if you need to. So any questions as always, just ask. If you guys are on Apple Podcasts, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. Uh, it helps us a lot. If you're on Spotify, you can now do five stars there as well. So thank you for just dropping a five-star. takes all of 10 seconds. And if you guys want to work with me every single day inside the app, I am pouring so much into that thing. Um, it's going to drive me fucking crazy uh, or I'm going to die trying uh, to make it the best thing I can for you guys. So it's jeremyscottfitness.app, jeremyscottfitness.app. Check it out. The first month is a dollar. Uh, you can't beat it. And I promise you, I'll give you guys everything you ask for and more inside of there. Share it with a friend or fan member if they need to be fit too. You'll never have to go to the gym and not know what the hell you're doing. I got you covered no matter what your equipment setup is or where you're at. I'll be there for you guys. And then if you want a free sample of Athletic Greens, hit me up. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. As you can tell, my brain is going to shit here. I've been staring at the ocean for far too long and Heather's probably about to choke me. Uh, a slow, painful death. So I got to get out of here, you guys, but I appreciate you. I'm humbled for all of you who listen and all of you who follow us um, on social media and everybody who's bought the app so far. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it means the world. If you dig it, share it with your friends, have them join you. You can do the terrible workouts with us together. My goal is to make an awesome community for all of us on there to uh, kind of rip our, our own faces off in a healthy, happy way. So uh, thank you guys. Most likely I'll be on next weekend when I get back to Arizona, um, whether it's with myself or Heather, we'll talk about our trip and a bunch of other things. And then after that, I have a ton of guests coming on here and things are about to get real busy. So again, I thank you all. Have an amazing rest of your weekend. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.